back ladies and gentlemen it is thursday may the 7th 2020 it's another technical alpha podcast we've got another great show lined up for you today uh thank you all for uh coming by to listen if you've ever been here before we talk about video games we talk about television shows pop culture memes and occasionally nothing at all for like three hours at a time. It's kind of impressive. Nobody else has actually been able to do it as well as we have for a decade now. It's kind of our superpower. Mr. Black. Yeah. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm just... Uh, I just caught you in the midst of a of a text on your phone. You look, yeah. It looks serious. Your brow is furrowed. It's not that serious. It's craters between your eyebrows right now. I can see it's intense. Uh, it's it's just more, it's more me straining my eyes, trying to, trying to see shit. Um, (laughs) no, today, uh, today's good. I finally, I got, um, the, the rental rented. Um, so, cause there was another, yeah. So we did three of them in, in a month. So I'm, I'm, I'm over the whole you're caught up. Fine. I'm I'm caught up. I'm done. Mm. I don't have to do anything for like at least another six months. Nice. Um, so that's good. So that just got done. I've got their lease here. So I, I just got to call them and scan that and send that out to them right after the podcast. Um, actually at 630. So we actually can't go that. We can't go. We can't. We can't do right? three hours today. A lot Not of that's happening. my fault. We're 45 minutes behind because I got caught up trying to fix some shit on uh on the website uh trying to hunt down some rogue code mm. dicking it uh dicking uh, dicking it up a bit uh and was getting some help after i live streamed the xbox event thing whatever the hell you mm. want to call it today where they showed off the third party yeah. uh games and so we'll be talking uh, or i'll talk briefly about it it is not that much to talk about but i'll i'll mention what uh what my thoughts were anyway uh, it wasn't my fault. So yeah, Hallie found the first bug, then we fixed that, and then it just, it spiraled wildly out of control. It went tits up. It went tits up, but, uh, but yeah, that's just fine. Uh, how was uh, your week in general other than that was good? I saw lots of pictures. Same old shit. Same old shit. Lots of, I get pictures, uh, updates from your wife, from Kai, in various oh. outfits and locations. Yeah, He's been wearing your Let's Play Random uh, sweater. It's he probably, fits it now. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it probably fits him properly now. Uh, yeah, it does. It was a little ahead of the times, but I uh, saw that. She was out there with, uh, what the hell was that thing? It was like what, a push cart thing of some kind? Yeah, uh, my parents got him, uh, it's like, it's not really a stroller, but it's, it's. I guess right now it sort of is a stroller. It's like a three it's like a fancy stroller. It's like a sports stroller. Mm. And then it can transform into a bicycle that he can, uh, or a tricycle, uh, okay. with, or like, you know, with the training wheels and stuff. Yeah. And then you can take those off and then it's a bike that he can drive as a bike. 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it's like a three in one sort of thing. And you can and the whole thing kind of shifts and moves depending on how much he grows. So as he grows, this thing can expand so that he can keep using it for like, okay. you know, a while. It's the future, know. Jeff. It's fancy. It's just shit we never had. No. You had a bike and it was too small. Tough shit. Tough shit. You're using it for a while. You lost the, the seat. Don't hit any bumps or you're going to get a new asshole. <laughs> yep. That's what we had to do. My week was literally, I haven't streamed since the podcast last week. I, uh, we Damn. finalized the, um, Final Fantasy seven remake review video review portion got done on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And mm. then, uh, and then I have been doing between 10 and 12 hours a day, nonstop website work to get the website ready to go. Cause I didn't want to launch the review until the site was done. Yeah, uh, and the site, sense. the site is basically done, but there's a, a relatively important piece that I will shorten down into. It's how it delivers images and the type of images it delivers. Um, as a website owner, the first thing that you end up discovering really early on is that you want everything to be very small because big things cost lots of money. And so, and so image sizes want to be fucking tiny. Uh, and so I'm, uh, the, the last piece that we're trying to figure out is this delivery of Google's new image type called WebP. So instead of a JPEG or a PNG, it's called WebP. And they're one third the size of, of an optimized JPEG file, mm. but looks exactly the same. Dope. So what that means is at the end of the month, when everyone's on the site and everything, if I post this review up and there's a couple hundred people like loading the site up and shit, I'm not going to pay a boatload of money for bandwidth because one, it will be one third as big as it was yeah. previously. So that's what we're working on now. And then as soon as that's done, which shouldn't take too long. Everything goes up, and uh, I also spent some time. I updated uh, uh, the Technical Alpha Patreon page. That's updated. Uh, uh, updated uh, the uh, the social media pages for Technical Alpha, except for the Twitch page. That didn't get updated yet. Um, my personal Twitch page got updated because it was rocking shit from about five and a half years ago, and several other things. So it was kind of like a catch-up offline work week for me. Uh, and, uh, we're, you know, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's either I'm dying or the work is almost done. We'll figure out what of those two lights are at the end of the tunnel. Could also just be a train. We'll, uh, we'll discover soon enough, but we don't have time for small talk, Jeff. It's time for, it's time for news. Got to get into it. And I'm getting the stuff that you hate out of the way first. Boom. NVIDIA. (laughs) Upcoming. upcoming, I'm already checked out. Already checked out. NVIDIA. Uh, upcoming round of GPUs, the graphics cards coming up this year. Normally that would be like two years before they release the new architecture. Fuck that shit. Cause AMD is already trouncing everyone so bad in terms of their architecture that they're probably rumored right now that those graphics cards coming out this year will last one year. And then they are going to be completely replaced with a new architecture the following Rip. year. So, uh, if you're looking to buy a graphics card, wait Don't. and see if that actually is true or has some some credence because you might be wasting some money there you never know um Send me the, techno, uh, the the notes i don't have the notes oh you don't have the notes oh no Send them uh, one second i just have to just have to stick on the starting soon screen here momentarily and get you the link here <laughs> linky dink there you go there thank you, you go. and we should be 
Boom. Perfect. Got it. Uh, yeah, and this is mostly just because with Intel as well, AMD is doing everything on all fronts, and it's forcing everyone's hand to stop being lazy assholes uh, and do things as well. And so, thank you, AMD, for speeding the process up. We all appreciate it. Uh, next, uh, someone, this is random as shit. I have it. I found it miraculously. Someone decided to completely compile Super Mario 64 in DirectX 12 for Windows machines. It runs. I turn it on. I haven't played it yet, but it works with, with Xbox controllers and everything. It runs at any resolution you stretch the screen to. It just auto runs it at that resolution and frame rate. Damn. Now, mind you, you go north of 60, the game's engine doesn't like that. It will speed everything up. So, like, all the shit goes faster than it's supposed to. Yeah. So you lock it to 60, and then you're off to the races. And you can play 4K, 60, Super Mario 64 flawlessly because why not? Um, it's hard to find. I will say that much. I'm not going to tell you where to find it or anything like that because I'm sure Nintendo is frantically trying to take that shit down absolutely everywhere. Mm. Uh, however, it's a thing on the internet. I'm just saying, and it's pretty fucking awesome. And guess who would never actually make use of it? Nintendo. You know who's going to take it down? Nintendo. So do with that as you will. Uh, it's a thing and it looks and runs and sounds fucking awesome. So if you're into that, give it a whirl and, uh, have some fun after that. Oh, oh, related to that. So Super Mario 64 was actually for the first time completely decompiled. Like the cartridge was completely decompiled last year. So the source code basically has been out there for quite some time. Somebody just decided, Hey, what happens if you just directly inject this? into dx12 and see what happens and as it turns out it works sweet uh next up in other gaming uh like uh, weird (coughs) software related shit riots vanguard which is their uh the anti-cheat that we talked about last couple of weeks actually more news keeps coming out uh, about this as the weeks go on because uh it has issues the latest issues, anyway, whether they've been patched out since this was uh, released or not, this is a few days old. Uh, I doubt it's been completely fixed uh, in that t- uh, in that amount of time. Continues to cause issues for people. The latest round, after the update that happened um, relatively recently, might not be the most recent update, but the one from several days ago, anyway, within be- between the last podcast and now, basically. Uh, it's been doing things like blocking fan controllers, so people's fans and their PCs... Not spinning, which I don't need to tell you is a a relatively important feature for many PCs, unless you're, unless your computer is completely submerged in mineral oil or (laughs) is sitting in the coldest ass refrigerator of all time. Uh, that's bad. So that, that happened. Uh, also in a similar vein, RGB related peripherals, uh, just not working. Blocking those as well. Uh, And perhaps most annoying for most people, other than turning their computers into a toaster, uh, is the fact that it was blocking a lot of gaming keyboards because it was blocking USB peripherals specifically, which meant that lots of people were turning their computers on and didn't have a keyboard to actually do anything with. And so they had to rely on the Windows, like, on-screen keyboard to try and uh, fix their shit uh, in the process. So... Several yikes. 
with uh, Vi- uh, Riot's Vanguard. Now, whether or not, again, so that happened between last podcast and now, maybe in the last 24 hours, that shit was patched. I don't know. However, what really is unfortunate about this, as we've talked about before, is that it's it has root access to your computer, which is why I can do, which is why half of this shit's happening in the first place is because it's at root access level. People are still getting in, cheaters are still getting in and cheating. So, maybe it doesn't need root access, and maybe you should figure out something else. I don't, I don't know, I'm just a simple man, but I'm gonna let you know right now, the moment that a piece of software turns off all of my CPU, all of my computer's fans, I'm gonna get rid of that fucking software immediately. So, they're gonna have to figure out some shit, because that's just heinous. Uh, but there you go. So just keep that in mind. If you are, if you do have that on your computer, you're playing the game on your computer, you have Vanguard by default, keep that in mind. If shit starts to get wacky on your computer, there is a chance that it is just flat out that. So if you uninstall the game and you get rid of Vanguard and shit fixed, that's why. There you go. Uh, next up, Jeff, we all know that E3 would be happening in about a month and a bit from now. Actually, mm-hmm. almost exactly a month from today. Uh, in mm-hmm. a normal year. But that shit ain't happening. Because Space nah. Godzilla, hell of a son of a bitch. Killed the whole thing. However, not to be held down, as he refuses to be. Jeff Keeley, who is just single-handedly saving the entire video game journalism industry, <laughs> said, fuck this shit, I'm making my own E3 with blackjack and hookers and cocaine. And so he did. And now we're getting a massive, not just <clears throat> one week, but like m- like almost four month long production where game news will be delivered to the public in phases from all the partners that he brought together. Now that might sound like he got together like the fucking B team, like this is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or some, of, or some shit, but... It ain't that. They've actually got... He's got... The big dick swing is in here. Because it's Jeff Keighley. So he does have... He's like the one guy in the game journalism. He's got some pull. So, he called up some boys. And in the first phase... This isn't everyone. But in the first phase... Some that I just pulled out. 2K. Activision. Bethesda. Blizzard. Bungie. Square Enix. Steam. Xbox. And more are in phase one. From May through fucking August. This thing is going down. So we're going to be getting, uh, his plan is because he said, he put out a release on his Twitter where he was mentioning, look, ever since I was young, we've always had this season coming up has always been where the new exciting game related hardware and software stuff was announced. It was like something to look forward to for the next year or whatever of releases. It was whatever got everyone hyped and what got me hyped and with what's happening, we're not getting that anymore this year. And so I wanted to do something about it. And this is what he's doing about it. And damn it, Jeff Keeley, you do you. Get out there and fucking give her a go. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that's what you can expect. So we'll actually, we, I was concerned we'll that news. the podcast was going to be drier than the Sahara Desert coming up, but we're going to actually have uh, some news. So uh, shout outs to Jeff Keeley for making it all happen. Next up, Overwatch League, Jeff. When I say Overwatch League, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? death okay it's a good start well if it isn't dead it's on its way because the league's mvp sinatra who if you haven't seen played 
is a really fucking good Overwatch player, <laughs> as as the MVP would imply. Uh, he said, Overwatch League can Overwatch my nuts leave this house right now. And so he did. Because he saw Valorant and said, hey, that's pretty much Overwatch, except people give a shit. So I'm going to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so that's what he did. I think he's T1 picked him up maybe or something. I can't remember the team. But he left. He dipped the fuck. He got out of there. Deuces. Seduces. Uh, and uh, now he's going to go play. Uh, it, like it. It's it's got to be a kick in the nuts when a game that's not even out of like beta yet that doesn't even have a competitive <laughs> scene is stealing yeah. all the talent and all the players going out like all at the same like you yep. gotta and you've dumped tens and hundreds of millions of dollars into yes. this league and then just watch it in the span of like seven eight nine months yep. just horrible internal gameplay decisions and otherwise just shit all over all the work everyone did. Especially the recent stuff, which like which is still being talked about now, they won't backtrack on it. We talked about it on the podcast the banning system that they have, which has yeah. basically just resulted in every every good character getting banned and all yep. the shit characters remaining, and then people are just sitting there going, "Well, fuck," <laughs> and nobody gets to pick who the bands are. Blizzard picks the bands, dude. Overwatch <laughs> League, Overwatch League is going to be done yeah. within a year. It's yeah. It's, I don't it's, even know if it's going to be that long. Yeah, I think I think this this year they're just going to announce like this is the last this is the last Ura. We're out. Twenty twenty one gone. Nah, and they'll be no they'll, they'll say something like the coronavirus. Yeah. really put a hamper on our business. To which everyone will go. <laughs> no, well, there it is. And wait till Valorant like takes off off. Yeah, this it's hasn't done. even. It's still on the runway right now. Yeah. It's getting yeah. up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> Blizzard Blizzard's out of the esport game, bro. They're done. Like they're they're yeah. gone. They're going they're going mobile. That's where they're going. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're gonna be antiquated and out of the gaming industry inside of five years, bro. I bu- I actually believe that. And I seriously I really yeah. do. Like they're um, they're gonna be basically just farming it's Call of shit Duty, Call of Duty mobile, and games. mobile games. That's yeah. it. They're gonna be peddling they're gonna be basically peddling the lowest tier easy shit that that uh Activision can handle them is what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're just gonna leverage uh Blizzard's name as best they can. And yep. then when it's out and they can't get blood from a stone, Activision Blizzard's gonna be called what? Activision. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, Sony says the major oh right we talked about the Last of Us 2 leaks that happened that were all over the internet and continue to be all over the internet Um, Sony came out and said that the major the Last of Us 2 leaks did not come from an employee but it was actually an external source uh, they couldn't say who or what at the time of saying that uh, because it's an ongoing investigation and you damn right you better investigate when your biggest game of the year just got completely dismantled uh, before it Rip. even hit uh, hit the hands of players. So, however, our uh, our man with a plan who left Kotaku for Bloomberg <laughs> the other week that we talked about last week, Jason Schreier out here on the scene with the inside mm. scoop. It says, hey, guess what? I know just as many people as Jeff Keighley, and I've got some news for you. As it turns out, 
what the what the almost certain news for this is: security vulnerabilities were found by hackers, uh, who then, in a patch for an old Naughty Dog game, didn't say which Naughty Naughty Dog game it was, but an old Naughty Dog game patch that went out for it, they found some security uh, holes in that, and then used that to access Naughty Dog servers, and then pulled everything off of there. Rip. It's going to be a yikes. And so some people are saying, no, that sounds like a cop-out. You know, maybe that's just news planted. And you got to sit back and go, well, I mean, if there's only two options here. One, you're admitting you're such a shit employer that an employee was so disgruntled. Yeah. That they put that out there, which is fucking, I mean, how disgruntled do you have to be to do that? Because you're not only doing it to the company, you're doing it to all the people that you worked with on that game for the years that you were there. Or you admit that your security is so shit that somebody got into your server and stripped all your stuff. There's both of those avenues. It's a bad look. Bad look. It's not a good look. Uh, But just be aware, obviously, if you haven't heard yet somehow or haven't come across it and you're interested in avoiding it, that yes, The Last of Us 2, the entire thing, the story, the major plot points, all that, it's out there. So just be mindful. Uh, when you're uh, browsing the interwebs that you don't come across something that you don't want to see. Uh, oh, here we go. Rumors have started circulating yet again about Final Fantasy 16. Jeff, I have a question for you. How much do you care about Final Fantasy 16? Zero. <laughs> do we need Zero. do we need a Final Fantasy 16 anytime soon? No. What does no. Final Fantasy 16 even look like? 15. <laughs> that's That's pretty much what it'll look like. <laughs> probably. You're probably not oh, wrong. Definitely. However, the most important part of this rumor that that people who give a shit about Final Fantasy would actually care to hear, is that the rumor includes that the person's team who would be leading <clears> this, <throat> the person and their team, is Yoshi P, who is the guy who resurrected Final Fantasy fourteen, brought it from literally an utter failure that almost bankrupt the company, and turned it into the best MMO on the market today that continues to be uh, that's a massive moneymaker for the company. And, and more importantly, the actual content of that game, the stories, the characters and shit, actually good. So that's useful information. As long as you don't see the name Nomura anywhere attached to Final Fantasy 16, you are free to get excited. If you see Nomura, your two options are curl up in the corner of a room and cry, or... Pray to God that you are okay with Final Fantasy becoming another storyline of Kingdom Hearts. Because those are the two things that you'll be able to do if you see Nomura's name attached to it. However, Yoshi P's name is on there and he's really leading this whole fucking shit show? Okay, you're free to get a little bit excited about Final Fantasy 16. Still not excited, but <laughs> alright. <laughs> is there anything that Final Fantasy can do to get you excited about Final Fantasy at this point? No. <laughs> Nothing? No, like Final Fantasy VII and uh, the remake is about as exciting as I can excited as I can get, and I gotta 
wait years to even get the full thing. So no, it's not like uh, I have no interest in Final Fantasy anymore. I just don't. And you haven't got a chance to to start up Final Fantasy yet. You want to know? I tried. So yeah. I took the I took the podcast PC. Yeah, yeah. And I hooked it up into the theater. Yeah. And I can't. I have to get. Um, anyway, the way the way that everything is set up, there's something that I need to grab, mm. uh, like wire wise, mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of get everything. And my biggest issue right now is. Um, I couldn't get the keyboard, the wireless keyboard to like yeah. work. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know if I need oh, to find that little did tiny. Did you try uh, my keyboard on my side of the table instead I of did. yours? And it yeah, still didn't I work? Didn't. No. I don't know why it's not, even though it's already hooked up. I don't know if I need that little tiny thing you got to plug in the back. You do. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know where that's at. That should so. just be in the computer. Oh. Like it should yeah, already be plugged into a USB port. It, it, like, okay. Otherwise, the keyboards for the let's podcast say, room wouldn't work. Yeah, let's just say I'm trying. Okay, right now. Uh, but once I have everything uh, set up, then I'm going to stream from in there for like three days and just beat it. Beautiful. I will well, check out your your review though. Oh, uh, don't don't until you've already played the game. Okay. Don't look at it until you played the game. Then feel right. free because because you know you want to go in fresh. You don't want to go in even that's though right. it's a spoiler. Right. Even though it's spoiler free. See, yeah, still. We'll you want to go in fresh. Fresh to death. Um, all right, where am I now? There we are. Xbox's event. All right, so we can talk about Xbox's event today. So, Let's do it. Uh, Xbox's event today was, we talked about last week, where uh, they were going to announce and show off gameplay for games coming to the Series X uh, in the not-too-distant future from their third-party developers. So that's out- outside of... Um, the first party lineup, obviously, and so they showed that off today. Um, that was a really liberal use of the word gameplay, because what we saw was not a lot of gameplay, but everything was technically in game. There was no like, there's no UI, there's no like actual gameplay elements from these games. It was basically. Just they were showing... CGI cutscenes within a game. No, well, no, not, they weren't even that. Like there was actual gameplay happening at parts, but it was not like you weren't sitting down and seeing a section of the game being played. Yeah, in that sense. So it the whole idea was apparently and uh, was to show what you could expect visually from the third party games, but um, but they were also denoting throughout this thing when it was a game that was going to be enhanced for the Series X, which meant it's a game being developed, as you can expect, we're in between console generations. The first the first part of the library for any new console is mostly a hybrid of releases that work on the old systems and then also the new. Um, that's what we were seeing here. So we were seeing games that were going, what, how they were going to look on the Series X, even though they were being developed primarily for the Xbox One, for example. Um, that's usually even more so the case with third party because they have to develop for multiple platforms to make their money back. The first real set of Series X specific games you'll see are likely going to be when they show the first party games off because that's the in-house shit that they're working to make. You know, they would make in-house ones would more likely make games 
for the Series X primarily that would then they would backwards compatible with the Xbox One instead of making a game for the Xbox One that is forwards compatible with the Series X. So they showed off. I got a little list of games here. Um, so the first game was uh, Scorn. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it was literally just a bunch of uh, references to uh, childbirth uh, in this trailer that was like very odd, very gray. Uh, and then there was literally a dripping penis at one point. I'm not fucking with you. If you want to see it, Scorn trailer, dripping penis, 100%. Dripping there. Penis it is, scorn trailer. It is there. Scorn. Uh, it was just dicks everywhere, bro. Dicks Nothing and like, like, and just uteruses and just birthing this. babies. I mean, you'll see the first, the, the first five seconds, it's a dick and then it cuts back to it later and it's dripping. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for I you see, to I see a skull here. Yep. Yep. It's going to wait for the penis. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see here. What is this? It's very phallic. You'll notice it very... Okay. Very, yeah. I don't see a penis yet. Uh Oh, okay, it's moving down. Oh. <laughs> I didn't still no penis yet. Wait for it. Oh, something's poking out. There we go. All right. At the penis. <laughs> Was that a penis? Was that a futuristic penis? <laughs> oh. It's a dude walking. Oh, there it is. It's not very big. No. Oh, jeez, it's actually dripping. <laughs> oh my god, it's a it's a leaky hose. There it is. I told you. It's got like little little alien foreskin on it too. <laughs> it drip. Look at that leak. Oh, it's actual semen. <laughs> It did the thing. It did the thing. You know when dogs got the little red rocket that comes out. Yeah, like, yeah, bro. Started spewing out little tiny. That's gross. So that was a thing. Ooh. So that was the Excited. first game they showed. The first game right off the bat, you just got some penis. Okay. This is the way. You know, it was a strong start for for Xbox getting the dick out. Uh, then we had Bright Memory, uh, which is a uh, actually I think that was the first one. Actually, Bright Memory. Either way. Bright Memory, uh, game that's already on Steam in a small form, uh, made by one dude. Uh, it's an action shooter game that looks pretty cool. Has liberal use of like a, a like a grapple arm type thing. You can pull enemies towards you. There was like dismemberment, and then at one point there was a DeLorean, like Ooh. Back to the Future DeLorean. Wow. So that was weird. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, Corvs was the next one. I can't even remember what the fuck that game was about, but the name on its own, C-H-O-R-V-S, tells you everything you need to know about whatever the fuck that was. Uh, <laughs> Dirt 5 was shown off. <laughs> the racing yeah. game. Guess what it looked like? Dirt. Forza Horizon. In fact, I thought it was, a, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, um, fucking, uh, not Dirt. I thought it was, uh, Grid. Because it looked like Grid, and then I was like, "Oh, maybe this is another Forza game." And then it was like, "Oh no, it's just dirt masquerading as Forza." Uh, Madden Twenty One, because we need to know that Madden Twenty One is coming. And guess what uh, they did, Jeff? They showed off for like nine thousandth time the classic oh. 
showing like Madden for the NES, and then mm. the next game, and then oh, the SNES, the and then coming all the way up, and then like the last five that they show all look the fucking same. All identical. <laughs> all identical. We didn't peaked. really didn't really play into like what they were going for there. Like the last no. the last like five all looked the fucking same. It was very very strange. But yeah, Madden. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which is the sequel to one of the longest game titles in history. Um, mm-hmm. looked, looked like a game. Terrible animation. I'll say that much. Just fucking awful animation. Uh, but, uh, you know, the original game, very popular, critically, relatively well received, so people are excited. Call of the Sea was a new one. That's an adventure game. Kind of looks... I don't want to say it looks like Sea of Thieves, but it's a similar aesthetic. It's an adventure <laughs> game. Looked like it might uh, might even be like a bit puzzle adventure-y. Oh. Uh, but it looked really cool. It looked really nice. Right. And the, the music was good. So Call of the Sea was that one. That was uh, something to, uh, to maybe take a look at the trailer if you're interested. Uh, the Ascent was the next one. Ascending, Jeff. Mm. We're going places and we're going up. Uh, I called it budget punk because it looked like a budget cyberpunk, uh, but it's not a first person kind of deal. It almost looks like XCOM combat. Yeah, I I saw I saw that one. You did see that, that one? one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't look bad. It just looks. No. It's, it's just it's it's what it tells me is that cyberpunk is going to be the theme for probably the next three years, where we just see ass loads. Futuristic of type futuristic shit. cyberpunk dystopian mm-hmm. whatever the fuck is what we're getting. I, I know we're already in the midst of it now, but it tells yeah. me that this we're going to get more now. Like Blade Runner twenty forty nine yeah. type shit. Yeah. Uh, the next up was uh, Medium was the name of the game, and uh, it's a psychological horror. Uh, the original composer for Silent Hill is on board for this one, which is cool. It looked. Great. This one actually had a lot of in-game gameplay. You could tell it had no UI, but it's a, it's a horror game, so you know what to expect. It just doesn't have a UI, so you could see kind of what the game was looking like. Visually, looked fantastic. Um, I think it's made by a, a studio in Poland? But, uh, yeah, looked great. And, uh, but it, it is almost exactly Silent Hill's concept. Except in Silent Hill, where it was the location, and then every time the alarm went off, it was like shit went to hell kind of mm. thing. You know, it's like the real world <laughs> and then Silent Hill mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the catalyst for this one is the woman is a medium, like a psychic. And so when she has like breaks or she's seeing shit or whatever, we're now real world, mirror gotcha. world type shit. Yeah. That's how they're doing it. Um, I'm okay with that. It, as long as it's good, it's whatever. Nothing new is, un, you know, there's nothing new under the sun at this point. Uh, but if it's done well, then then that's fine. I was kind of excited for it because a new team getting in on psychological horror. Hey. I'm there for it. This is the close you can get to Silent Hill. Take it. <laughs> Danger close, including the composer at that point. We're, yes. we're getting, we're, we're edging ever closer uh, to it. Next up was Scarlet Nexus. Which is just the full blown weeb game that I got to be honest looked like ass. Um, not visually, visually it looked fine, but the game just did not look in- interesting at all. Uh, it looked 
uh, derivative and boring and the voice acting for the English side. Uh, let's just say that you're going to want to leave, if you play this game, leave it in Japanese. <laughs> um, next up, everyone got debated, Jeff. If I told you that we were going to get a fucking new next-gen Turok game, would that be something that you'd go, fuck yeah, I'd, I'd play some Turok? No. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I thought that I, was like an easy setup. Like, Turok, really? Like, I mean, Turok is fucking good shit. Yeah, it's a good classic game, but I ain't, I ain't looking for no Turok no, action. I debated myself on that one then. Well, either way, I thought it was a, a Turok game how it started and uh, in the trailer. But as it turns out, it just looks like a fucking, uh, like a, what do they call them? Horde, you know, horde mode in games where like just more and more enemies oh, just yeah, come at more you. And more waves come. It, the whole trailer was essentially <laughs> horde mode with dinosaurs. Is what it looked like. Oh, yeah. Really not interested. Yeah, no. Nah, I checked out after I realized it wasn't Turok. I really checked out, uh, but it was uh, even more so checking out when I realized that uh, that it just looked like horde mode. It's just not for me. Um. After that, we got uh oh uh oh, and that was called second. Extinction was the name of that game. The next up uh, was Yakuza, which is a very popular game, obviously. Uh, Yakuza, the series in general. This is a new spin-off called Yakuza Like a Dragon, is what it's called. Game looked good. All the Yakuza games are actually very well done. And so that was a good one for them to have. Uh, that's one of those games where, I don't know if it's, I doubt it's an exclusive to the Xbox, but just having it is good for the Xbox Series X as far as hopefully making headway in Japan, because Xbox just cannot fucking make headway in Japan. Uh, and then the last one was more Assassin's Creed, uh, Vikings, the TV show, the movie, the game adaptation, <coughs> the video game. Yeah. Uh, which we saw some gameplay in there insofar as that, again, no, no UI, slowed down, you know, trailery looking shit, but it was in-game. You could tell it's in-game models. They're not they're not spicing it up. They just made a trailer with in-game in-game graphics. And it looked it looked good. But it mm-hmm. also just looked like another fucking action game with nothing yep. new to offer. Uh so we'll have to wait and see what more they can bring to the table. Uh because as always, it's just like, hey, like we like I mentioned last week, it's like uh, Assassin's Creed has been reduced to let's make an action game in whatever era we want to, and we're gonna call it Assassin's Creed because the main character is going to have a hidden blade on their arm, and that's kind of where Assassin's Creed is now. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over the fact that that trailer that we watched last week is hasn't been sued almost. Almost yeah. frame for frame. It's actually Vikings. It's actually Vikings. <laughs> it's crazy. Like if they said it was Vikings, the video game, I would I'd have been say, like, wow. Okay, looks like yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's a game. So that was, that was it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was it for that third party stuff. They did announce that the first party stuff, they're going to have an event for the first party releases uh, where they will also likely for the first time show off Halo Infinite is mm. July. So July mm. is the time frame for that where we'll get all the first party uh, stuff to look at. And that will be exciting because that will have 
likely more content, like I said, that was more specifically designed for the Series X. And everyone, myself included, is sitting here thinking, you know, even if you're not interested in Halo, we're getting so close to Halo, uh, Halo Infinite's release, and we haven't seen a single video, really, beyond that trailer yeah. ages ago that showed nothing. Yeah. And everyone and everyone knows that you know, we talked about the podcast. They had people like leaving the team, and shit was just fucking all over the place. So, July, that's the Thunderdome for Microsoft uh, for that first party uh, show off. However, you know what? Despite the fact that this wasn't huge in terms of like everything being amazing, there were a couple of gems in there that looked like they might be something to keep tabs on. And more importantly, it's better than not showing anything at all, <laughs> which Sony. Still has not shown a damn thing. I don't mm. understand, Jeff. However, Jeff Keeley is going to force their hand because they're on that list. Mm. So we're we're seeing something eventually. It's coming. Jeff Keeley is going to make it happen. We He's just got to make it happen. We got to have faith in Jeff Keeley. Save us, Jeff, and maybe save Sony at the same time because whatever the fuck they're doing is freaking weird. <laughs> weird right now. In relation to Xbox, however. Um, like I already mentioned, um, they have the thing coming up in July for the first party stuff, but more than that, they, they plan to have major announcements like they did today once a month, every month until the end of the year. So their news cycle is going to be like clockwork once a month. You're getting something like you got today for major news regarding the Xbox series X and the Xbox brand in general. And so, uh, that's great for us because it will give us something to fucking talk about. Next up after that, the Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite were confirmed to be aiming for the holiday 2020 launch window. So, just like the PlayStation, they're shooting for it. Shooting for it. They're shooting for it. We'll see what happens, but they're shooting for it. And then the uh, last piece, Halo 2, uh, for the Master Chief Collection for the PC, next week. Drops next Coming. week. That's uh, a big one. That's the biggest, big, probably the biggest part of that release for people <laughs> who are into... The old school multiplayer, as yeah. nice as it was to play Halo One multiplayer, Halo Two was what we you know, separated the men from the boys for Halo's multiplayer, and so that will be that will be uh, a very interesting release. And hopefully, it's the least buggy of all of them. If they're going to mm-hmm. get one right, I want them to get Halo 2. this one right. Yep. Uh, will you try Halo Two when it hits the PC? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I, I bought that Master Chief Collection thing. So, oh nice. Yeah. So you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Drop on in with the dual needlers. Mm-hmm. Hide like a sissy bitch and hope somebody with a shotgun doesn't find you. Mm. Mm. All I can remember is our fucking time in that tournament getting shafted by that kid who hadn't getting slept dumpy. in like seven weeks. I've never seen somebody look so dead, still move. Uh, that was, I mean, I've never personally in real life <laughs> seen somebody on meth. That kid might have been on meth. Definitely on Adderall. He's on something. <laughs> he was on something. Holy on shit. Something. Uh, that was quite a time. But, next up, Nintendo leaks. We got some to talk about. Nintendo leaks. But before I talk about Nintendo leaks, Jeff, what should be the people at home be doing right now? You should be hitting the like button. There you fucking go. You should be on Patreon. Oh, we gotta sell that. We gotta sell yeah, that. Not, yeah, that's not, yeah, but just okay, you yeah, just yeah. just the like button. Just a reminder. Just the like button. Hit that like button. Nintendo leaks, Jeff. They keep coming. What is it now? What is it they now? They just keep Adam? fucking coming. 
So the old game code for a lot of games have been have been dropping online. Anything from Pokemon games uh, and and otherwise, uh, like just similar to what we were talking about with Mario sixty four, kind of same mm. idea. Mm. Lots and lots of that stuff's been dropping. Um, somebody obviously got a cache of shit somewhere that they've been just releasing uh, over the last several months. And now this latest slew is the biggest one, where they have un they have apparently unleashed. Every piece of code for the hardware and software for the Nintendo Wii. Everything. Top to bottom. Uh, So that's going to make things like emulation and and whatnot much easier for people moving forward. And Lord only knows what kind of crazy shit we'll see pop up uh, because of that. Uh, More like this, maybe Super Mario 64 visits your, Mm -hmm. your Windows PC. And I can only imagine that Nintendo has 15,000 people dedicated specifically to try and figure out why they haven't plugged all the leaks yet, who's leaking it, and how to fucking take down with as many DMCAs as possible the endless slew of shit that just keeps popping up on the internet. Now, Jeff, something that you might be able to talk about, because up to this point, because we don't have much time, it's been Adam spitting news for an hour straight. It's all good. Doing a great job, Adam. PewDiePie. Give me your best PewDiePie impersonation. PewDiePie. <laughs> Perfect. Complete does he even with fist do bump. That anymore? Uh, I don't the even fist know bump he does thing is just like, you know, because he did his little brush. What yeah. a thing with like what the brush. What a brush. Brush, brush. Uh, <laughs> he signed an exclusive stream deal with YouTube, Jeff. Boom. It fucking happened. How much money do you think PewDiePie gets to exclusively stream on YouTube? I don't think it's as much as, say, Ninja or Shroud would have gotten. He probably made a cool, like, $10 million. Yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. You know, uh, 7 to 10. Because it's not like, to my knowledge... I don't even think not- it's that. I think it's 2 to 5. Because he doesn't even really stream. He's only just mentioned mm. recently that he's going to start making streaming more of an active thing in his in his content but I think creation. Maybe that's I think maybe that's why. I think maybe mm. they're they're looking for a streamer, so they might have said, "Hey, PewDie, I know you don't stream all that much, but how does ten million dollars sound if you're mm. willing to stream twenty hours a week?" You know, and that's probably, probably why said, he wants to stream more. I could use another property. Yeah, yeah I'll why take not? it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we it don't doesn't know. really affect Twitch all that much because like no, it's not a Twitch thing or anything. Like this is, I mean, PewDiePie yeah. had no pull for people off of Twitch pretty much ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. PewDiePie is not even in the vernacular of of Twitch viewers ninety percent of the time. So yeah. this is more of just YouTube locking up their <clears throat> biggest money draw. Yep, on the site and saying, hey, if you're gonna stream, you might as well do it here. Here's a bunch of money to do it. And then they were asked, obviously YouTube was asked, you know, how this lines up with everything that PewDiePie has come under fire for in the last several years that YouTube themselves have had to reprimand him or pull sponsorships from or whatever. And their response was basically, you know, he's not going to get treated any differently from any other partner on the platform that's live streaming here. If he missteps like he did in the past, we're going to have to take action he'll be suspended indefinitely depending on what's going on it won't be any different for everyone else which is not surprising because the stuff that he's been getting pegged for has not been particularly small shit uh he does have a tendency to have uh you know he can't just do something mild 
It's, like, it's got to be like horribly racist or incredibly anti-Semitic or some other related fuckery. Like he couldn't just pick something mild like, you know, oops, his girlfriend had a, a, a fucking like ass cheek slip or some shit. Couldn't just be mild. Mm. Has to be something hardcore. So we'll see how it goes. I will be interested to see how his stream performs. Oh, it's going to do well. I mean, if he's live streaming on YouTube where all of his people are Like, how many viewers him, does, does PewDiePie pull down to do a stream? Probably a, it's probably like 50,000 plus. Mm. My guess. It'll be big. Yeah. Like, just having him stream alone will more than double your probably entire YouTube gaming streaming. Mm. You know, just him streaming is going to be bigger than probably Mixer's entire website. Well, to be fair, Jeff, depending on the hour of the day, my stream is bigger than everything on Mixer's website, so <laughs> it's not really a high bar to pass. <laughs> so you're probably not wrong. You're probably yeah. not wrong. Uh, and the last piece of news and the most important piece of news this week, Jeff, you can customize your genitals in Cyberpunk. I'm sold now. You ever wanted to have some tits? You I want Shaq's dick. I want, want- Shaq's, Shaq's dick. I want a 12-inch black, thick and veiny penis in cyberpunk that has metal on it and that can have a leaky hose like I was gonna say, Scorn. Is this even worth it if you can't make your dick look, look, look like the one in Scorn? Well, I don't want it if I can't Scorn my That's penis. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> That's- deal with it. Deal with I'm it. I'm in. Make it happen. I'm in. Jeff, what time is this? Time to sell out. Hit me up with a cello. Patreon.com slash leg TV. It's been updated. It's been updated, so go check it out. And while you're at it, we need five more patrons to get us back to that. Uh, I don't even know where we're at. I think it was like, let me see here. Did we finally drop low 2100? We did. Wait, um, let me check. Yes. Oh, we're at two thousand ninety-eight. Ah, so we came off. back up a little bit, actually. But we dropped, we dropped like five Patreons. Yes. So we're trying to get five more, get us back to that three fifty. Could That's be right. just a dollar. Could be a dollar. It's not much. It's but, not much. Hey, if you can't afford it, or you just don't want to, hit the like button, share it. You know, hit us up with that algorithmic comment. Tell anyone that you know that you think would even have a passing interest in this podcast. Yep. Send them a Just link. Just do that. Boom. And your job is done. Uh, NordVPN. If you guys need a VPN service, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Promo code 70% off. 70% off. What does that result term. in, Jeff? What can I buy with that savings? You could buy all kinds of things. You could go to our Patreon <laughs> and then th- <laughs> and then throw money there. You could you could save money and then go and buy a stream deck from Elgato. You could. Whatever it is that you want, but let me tell you something. You want to watch some American Netflix when you're Canadian? No mm. problem. NordVPN got you. You want to stay anonymous and safe on the interwebs, whether mm. you're in public or mm. at home? Hey, no problem. NordVPN got you. You want to browse the internet when you're visiting China, or maybe you're from China? No problem. NordVPN got you. Hey, you know, UFC is happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a big UFC card. It is. It's going to be blocked in a lot of regions on the internet. That's right. Got NordVPN? Hey, no problem. Bypass it all. By Jeff, the click I, of a single button. I got a question for you. What? 
The Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. They always they get, getting cucked. They they have one funny skit every two to three years. But as a Canadian, despite being able to watch it actively whenever I want on television, I can't see a damn thing Saturday Night Live related. Will this help me? It will. You just click one button. Boom. All of a sudden, you're from the United States of America, so you can watch your Saturday Night Live clips because you didn't have enough time to watch it live, and you just didn't care enough. So now you can do that. So once again, NordVPN, promo code OTT, link is in the description, or you can just go to the website, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Also, we cannot forget. No. About Elgato. If you ain't got a stream deck, well, you all got to get one right now. Link is in the description below. Hey, you need some lighting? Maybe you just started, you know, your only uh, only fans page. I know I did. You need some lighting for those professional home photography, photography shoots. Which is actually just your boyfriend holding your, your iPhone... Wondering when he can go back to watching TV instead of taking awkward pictures of you trying to wrap your heels around the back of your head. Yay. Perfect lighting from Elgato. Go <laughs> ahead and grab their key light. Grab their key light. All right. <laughs> Stream deck. If you ain't got one, you're crazy. You need to get one because they're amazing. Here's a combo right. for you. NordVPN Stream Deck. You can put on every button a new country, new region that you Ooh. want to go to. Press Ooh. it, boom. You want to be? You can even just have the flags. That's right. for each. That's spot. right. Where am I going today? Norway. Boom. Bam. I'm there, and just I'm probably like not coming back. No. Especially <laughs> you know if you're in certain parts of the world right now, you're just gonna stay there. Just stay in Norway. Just go to Norway. It's probably ideal. Yeah. Mr. Max was black. Uh, yeah. Now it's time for movies and TV. We got a response. Not we specifically. That was probably oh. a bad way to phrase that, but there was a response. Oh, okay. uh, universal response to AMCs. We're, we're being passive aggressive, Jeff. We're in passive aggressive mode. Oh, oh. And so let me read the response. So, of course, the original response uh, or the original thing from AMC was this, and this is a quote. It is disappointing to us, but Jeff's comments, fuck you, Jeff. Jeff's comments (laughs) as, as to Universal's unilateral actions and intentions have left us with no choice. Therefore, effectively, uh, effectively, immediately, probably should have said effective immediately and not effectively immediately, AMC will no longer play any Universal movies in any of our theaters in the United States, Europe, or the Middle East. Mic drop. Damn. To which Universal said, hold my beer. Our goal in releasing Trolls World Tour on PVOD was to deliver entertainment to people who are sheltering at home while movie theaters and other forms of outside entertainment are unavailable. Based on the enthusiastic response to the film, we believe we made the right move. In fact, given the choice of not releasing Trolls World Tour, which would not only have prevented consumers from experiencing the movie, excuse me, but also negatively impacted our partners and employees, the decision was clear. 
Our desire has always been to efficiently deliver entertainment to as wide of an audience as possible. We absolutely believe in the theatrical experience and have made no statement to the contrary. As we stated earlier, going forward, we expect to release future films directly to theaters as well as on PVOD when that distribution outlet makes sense. We look forward to having additional private conversations with our exhibition partners, but are disappointed by this seemingly coordinated attempt from AMC and NATO to confuse our position and our actions. So now we're playing passive-aggressive business speak on social media, uh, and now we get to see who flinches first, Jeff. Who's going to flinch first in this battle of the passive-aggressive companies? I guarantee you. Calling it out. All right. U- Universal. Mm-hmm. Backs down. Okay. You got a timeline on that? Well, probably not for a little while because it's not really, the theaters ain't going to be pretty much go, go, probably until October, November, maybe September. I mean, they're going to be open soon, but ain't nobody really going to the theater at that level. So I highly doubt they're going to make, they're going to jump the gun on anything. And plus, they also don't have any major movies coming out. Fast and the Furious got delayed for like an entire year. Yeah. So that's not coming out until 2021. If you believe that Fast and the Furious is not going to play in the AMC theaters or the Regal theaters, and I guarantee you some of the other theater chains are going to go, okay, we're not playing your shit either. It'll be interesting. And I believe it's going to go one of two ways. The first is... They're going to say, all right, you know what? Fuck you then. I'm not, fuck AMC, fuck Regal, and fuck, fuck NATO. And I'm just going to play the, the the movie in the theaters that allow it, if any. Um, And then we're just going to release on digital. That is a possibility. It really, truly is a possibility. But they made it very, very, they said it specifically that, this is for select movies when it makes sense. And it never makes sense for their big blockbuster films. And the vast majority of the movies that go to theater from university uh, from Universal are blockbuster films. Um, the animated films, it does make more sense to do both digital and theaters because of children and the fact that it can... You know, families are at home. They don't have to take everybody out there. And we've been through, we went through that last week. Those things do, that really truly does make sense. Um, but they, you know, like I said before, they're not going to be able to have the cake and eat it too. So that's one way. The second way, it could go like this. And this is where it can get real dicey, real dicey. Universal makes a call over to Disney, over to any of the other big studios and say, listen, NATO's doing their thing. Let's do our thing. And you make the same statement. And you say, I also want to do stuff. And then we'll see if AMC then has the balls to tell Disney, nah, you ain't doing both. Because when, you, when you're telling Disney you ain't doing it, I mean, you, you're, you're going to kill yourself. Like, you're, you're, biz- you're literally going to kill your business. You know you can you can handle a universal loss, but you can't handle a Disney uh, a Disney loss. You just you you just can't. 
And the crazy thing about it is, is AMC's and Universal uh, Studios, and and they have they have theaters right on the lot, uh, which makes things super super uh, uh, wild to me that this is even a thing. This is a pissing match right now, and I think Universal right now they didn't say. And from what I'm getting in this, they're making it they're they're making themselves seem like the good guys, because hey, you know we just want to give our movies in the most convenient way to as many people as possible that's why they're saying this publicly like they're they're they're, they're i mean it, it, it does sound like a reasonable fucking mission statement for a for uh, a company it, like yeah. them uh, why wouldn't you do it before you know what i mean like this it, this it's not like digital is like a a thing that is just well if they've know, never been prompted before then then uh, this is adam believe you me this has been in the talks and discussed and they've been very frustrated the fact they can't do this for many of years. Sure. This is not something that they woke up one morning and go, you know what? Yeah, let's. They finally had an opportunity to do it because this never would have well, happened. Well, that's what, happened. Well, that's what, yeah, I, yeah. That's what I mean by. Well, that's yeah. what I mean when I say they they were never prompted. I'm not saying they never talked yeah, yeah. about it. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that so, this was their prompt. And they still it. didn't do it. They still didn't do it. They just they just went a movie that was supposed to be in theaters. They just yeah. went digital. Yes. And it just made sense. Yes. Yeah. And now they're trying to see how much they can stretch that motherfucker. You know what I mean? They're seeing like, okay, you know what? Maybe we can we can do our thing. And they put that little tweet out there in the ether and they said, hey, okay, let's see what happens. And then and then uh, NATO just came in and said, no, nah, bro, it's not happening. Uh, so the only way I see Universal actually going through with this is if another studio comes out of of equal or bigger size, it would have to be bigger, and they said, you know what, we want to do the same thing too, and we stand behind uh, because not just from Universal standpoint, but we also stand behind that same mission statement that Universal is putting out, where we want to be able to give people an experience, uh, in the way that they want to experience, whether that's in theater and or digital. Because they can't really get on the back of like, well, we want to make more money and, you know, we're we're standing behind Universal because we want to do the same thing. They have to get behind that playing to the people thing and they have to make the theaters look like like a bad company, like a bad, you know, thing like, oh, you know, popcorn prices are it's all the shit that you were saying last week. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. fuck the theater. It's, you know, what are they doing? You know, that's what that's what their, their play here is. But they have to be careful. Because if they go too deep and this shit don't work, you burn in a bridge, and it's not a small bridge. When that bridge goes down, you know these are these are huge, huge profits that are going to be lost. So it's interesting. It really is because I wasn't expecting them to double down and say this, but at the same time, they kind of can right now because it's not like Jurassic World is coming out next month or. Fast and the Furious is coming out next mm, month mm. or Hobbs and Shaw. You know, imagine telling Dwayne The Rock Johnson that his movie can't be put put on the big screen in, in the biggest theater chain on the planet with over a thousand theaters, you know, and think about how many uh, that's theaters, not even auditoriums. You're, you're, you're looking at three, four, five, maybe six auditoriums per theater. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It, this is like un, this is unheard of. So, um, I still think Universal is going to back down on this. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, listen, there are only specific movies that we we're planning to do the digital and theater release. We're just going to release those on digital. And we're, we're just going to, we're going to, 
you know, we believe in the blockbuster experience and the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they also, like I said last week, they got to be careful because I'm telling you right now, when they drop the bomb here and they say you ain't coming universal and then they release Fast 9 on digital instead of theater or they do both, that shit is getting pirated so hard and so fast that it's it's going to blow your fucking mind. People, I mean, there it will be on another scale. Like BitTorrent websites and all this other shit is going to be like through the fucking roof, bro. It's going to be like Worse than Game of Thrones was when that when those things got released. When these movies get ready to go on digital, as soon as it hits that streaming platform, they're getting ripped in like Blu-ray quality. You're fucked. So they gotta they gotta tread lightly here. They're they're having a piss and match. And if they're lucky, if they're lucky, they'll have Disney come out and say something similar and force the hand. And then maybe. Because they did say talk uh, talk about this in private or something or have more discussions. Maybe they the theaters get a small percentage of the digital release as well. That is the only way I see this happening on both sides. Where they go, okay, you know what? If your movie's playing in our theaters, this is the percentage that we want from digital. So whatever you sell, we're going to get a dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars, whatever the case may be. Uh, of every digital sale that you have to make up for the fact that we don't have your movie in the theater. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the only way I ever see it working, but I still don't see it going down like that. Personally. Well, it looks like we've got several months of passive aggressiveness to come. So we'll be able to I keep like tabs. It. I mean, it's, good. I mean, it's, it's, it's good for consumers. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? Like for people that uh, go to the theater or don't go to the theater options is a good thing. It's just a very scary thing for the box office. Uh, the the movies that may or may not get greenlit now, um, and also it kind of puts a lot more buying power in platforms like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, where they go, okay, you know what? If you're not going to go to the theater, maybe we do a deal with these companies, and we go, okay, you know what? We're going to release this on digital and on Netflix, and then Netflix is writing a big check to have exclusivity digital release wise to, to have out to everybody instead of actually renting the film. You know, there's things that they could do, but man, it's, there's a lot of moving pieces. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see how it all unfolds. Obviously, uh, it didn't, you know, it didn't get a resolution as fast as, as it might've seemed like it was going to happen. So now we have to wait and see just how drawn out and how complicated the, uh, the resolution to this whole thing is. Cause it doesn't seem like, uh, either side is willing to take a step back yet. They're still both drawing lines in the sand. And uh, we'll have to wait and see how that uh, that pans out. WWE uh, has been uh, levied several class action investor-based lawsuits in the uh, in the, the just the last recent while. Uh, you can take a look at that list. The long short of it is basically, because we don't have the time to go super, super far into it, uh, the long short of it is essentially the WWE, um, for a long time, about a calendar year and a bit, um, in several different instances, instances were, uh, were in most of these cases, they're, they're, they're saying that they were, what's the best way to put this, delivering 
false, not false information, but it was like they were, there was a lot of spin going on, uh, that investors were acting on, uh, and a lot of things that were unfolding that continued to tank the stock price 15, Mm. 20% at a time, like Mm. just fucking massive drops in stock price. And, uh, and then there was also one in there. A lot of this is surrounding the crown jewel event that they had over in the Middle East and the UAE. Uh, I think it was held over there. And, um, apparently there was like a situation where wrestlers were literally being like held hostage within the country until, um, investors there were getting paid by the WWE and, uh, and getting that shit settled. And there were like wrestlers went to social media to talk about that shit. Like, it, they've had a slew of shady, crazy shit happen in the last year or two that is now coming back to bite them in the ass. And now they've got a whack of not small class action lawsuits that their investors and their shareholders are coming them uh, coming after them with. Because, I mean, people's value has been basically evaporated in this co- uh, company um, long before Space Godzilla got its hands all over it. So we were discussing mm-hmm. last week how you were saying that there's rumors going around that Vince is looking Disney to sell the company and that Disney is looking to, to buy them. Well, the company now is worth a hell of a lot less than it was before. Um, and these are some of the reasons why. And we're seeing these lawsuits come up. So the WWE thing is a fucking rat's nest right now. And um, I never would have thought that a company that big, that much of a juggernaut, and standing pretty much on its own, no no real competition, could d- dissolve itself so quickly. Like, just fucking super quick. So, Lord knows how, it's gonna that, how that's going to play out. Same with the Universal thing. That's to sit back and watch and see what happens. We'll, uh, we'll try and keep tabs on that and keep you guys posted as to how the lawsuits and stuff unfold. Uh, but you'll likely obviously see major news pro- crop up on your own, and we'll talk about that as, as the news arrives. Uh, small stuff that makes me happy. John Wick's directors to assist in the Matrix 4 choreography. Thumbs up. Cool. That's good. Because that choreography, really good. You combine that choreography with the, the cinematography of a Matrix film, where, you know, you don't always have pullback shots. You can see that the guys know what's coming up, like as dope as the choreography was, like in John Wick 3, we talked about it. They're really good, but you can't hide everything when the camera's that wide for that long. You're going yeah. to notice somebody makes a slip up. There were action scenes that are five minutes fucking long yeah, and just kept going. And eventually somebody is going to have a tell where they know where the next shot is coming. Um, and as good as they were, it's just the case. So that choreography mixed with that, uh, any weird oddities like that being more hidden from the cinematography that is likely going to be happening within something like The Matrix... Sounds fucking awesome to me. Did you see Extraction yet? I did. Yes. Yeah. We watched uh, Extraction. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I thought that it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, They did a lot of fake, uh, like faked extended cuts. You know what I mean? Uh, Where they had a lot of clever, uh, relatively clever transitions. To make mm-hmm. it look like it was one long scene or one long take, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the action was was well done. He did a super good job. Um, 
And, uh, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what more you can, you can say about it. I mean, uh, shit. Yeah, it was good. It was really, really, I I enjoyed it. And, uh, number two, I think is just gotten green lit. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, at least there's very, there's heavy, heavy talks. Uh, it ended up being Netflix's biggest movie release. Yes. I saw that. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to do, they're going to do another one. Um, which, which I'm cool with. Yeah. I mean, Hemsworth, Hemsworth did a great job. Um, and he didn't have to hide his accent for once. So that must've been a relief for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the kid did well. Um, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a summer blockbuster necessarily, but no, it but was it, not. A, I wouldn't call it a B movie. It was in some weird purgatory between an actual yeah. full blown yeah. blockbuster and a B movie. Uh, but it show it goes to show how good Netflix's production is getting with these films and these TV shows. That you know the budget isn't nearly as big as like a a full-blown movie but yet you're still getting that quality and those names attached to it that's pretty good so uh yeah that was that was uh, it was a good watch you know it was a good watch if i had to rate it out of 10 it's like a solid seven yeah i give it like a seven and a half yeah it was a solid seven not a lot in there that uh that i uh uh, wasn't a fan of it's on netflix it was like a damn good time i i've just Watched it and was like, you know, I was like, ooh, that's okay. All right. Yeah. And there was some good, like, fight scenes and shit in really fight scenes in that yeah, movie. Like, some really good really? choreography. Yeah. Um, and, like, visceral as fuck. Like, sometimes yeah. choreography it's when. It's a stunt guy, the the guys that did um, uh, Avengers and Infinity War yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. directed the film. So um, they're doing another one. So I'm sure it's just going to get better. And I think they're going to just get better and better and better. Mm. And there's a chance that it could be another John wick type thing, right? Where the next one, they just take it to the, to another level. Yeah. 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 No, it was good. Definitely watch it. If you had the opportunity, extraction was well done for sure. Um, what do I have next? Oh, (laughs) my favorite news of the week, Jeff, this is it. My favorite news, Nicholas fucking Cage mm. has been cast to play Joe Exotic in an eight-part Tiger King series, and I could not be more excited about how fucking dumb that sounds. That It, it works. It works. Yes, give me whatever the not fuck the of a train yeah. wreck that's going to be, give me that. He's not the guy I thought would play him, no. but... Now, now that I see it and I hear it, I'm Fuck ready. It. I'm ready. Give me. Does he lose a bunch of weight for the role? Yes. Does Does he go? Does Cage go full in on this? Well, I don't. I don't think he's gonna go like. I think he's gonna go skinny fat. I think he's gonna be like skinny, like skinny fat for this. I can't. I just want to hear the and I just want to hear the voice. Oh that, my god, dude. I want him to do that monologue that it was playing during like the campaign thing where he was talking about like I'm broke as shit. <laughs> yep. That's that's what I want as the trailer. I want that's, that I, is the trailer. I yeah, it's over and just like all just just seeing shots of chaos and tigers and yes. everything else. I just want to say fucking bitch, <laughs> Carol Baskins, fucker, <laughs> B. 
bitch. That's what I want to hear. But I want to hear fucking <laughs> Nicholas fucking Cage. Yes. Yes. yes I'm going to binge the fuck out of yes, it. Yes. Binge the living shit out of it. Oh, fuck. And that's not the only thing coming, though. They're still talking about the other one we talked about the other week. And there's still another docu-series coming on the Carol Baskin case. And yeah. just, oh, uh, it's just, get ready. The two themes of the next two years, cyberpunk and the Tiger King. Yep. Buckle the fuck up. And if you're lucky, cyberpunk-themed Tiger King. Boom. I'm in. <laughs> Starring Nicholas fucking Cage. Oh my god, that's incredible. Next up, uh, what was about as much of a head-scratcher as you could possibly get, although I don't know if either of these men have the flexibility left to actually be able to scratch their head, Eddie Hall, who was the previous world record holder for the deadlift at a competition, during competition, it's a thousand, basically a thousand pounds, it's 500 kilogram. Motherfucker picked up weight and his, and he held it for 10 fucking seconds like some sort of god, to the point where the color of his eyes changed, and he bled from just about every pore in his fucking body, and it took him two weeks to recover from the blood pressure dropping out so severely that he nearly died. Not to be outdone, Half Thor Bjorsen, the six foot nine, seven hundred and fifty-five thousand pound monster from Game of Thrones, who is also at one point and still continues to be active in the world's strongest man, decided to just crank that out. Have you seen his woman? If she's not standing behind him. She is about the size of his arm. Yes, one one arm. And she's an, she's an active person too. Like she's a like what well, like as you would imagine she would be. So okay. she's not like a small lady, but when you're six foot nine, three hundred and some fucking pounds, three hundred and forty seven pounds or whatever the fuck he is, it's there's uh, no way he can even be on top. Like that is it's ogre. Yeah. It's uh I, I wouldn't want to know what that's like. But she's obviously into it. Regardless, uh, he broke the record by one kilogram here the other day. Did not hold it for 10 seconds like an idiot. Uh, just picked that shit up off the ground. Made it look relatively easy, if I'm going to be honest. Dropped it after locking out and called it a day. It was not in competition, but it was recorded. And so, you know, Eddie, um, you know, Eddie's response, of course, feeling a little bit challenge said well it wasn't a competition but congratulations you know when you do it at a competition i'll be more impressed and uh both men with as egos the size of them personally uh have decided that to make as much money off of the rivalry as possible they're going to follow the youtube formula of when all else fails box each other and so are they doing it for charity i think they're doing it for charity i have no fucking clue yeah i I think it's uh they're doing it for charity 2021 september Eddie Hall versus Half Thor Bjorsen, which would be hilarious because Eddie Hall is about half as tall as Half Thor, um, and would have a reach that is probably zero, given how muscle bound he is and how short he is. That's going to be an absolute shit show for the ages. So whatever whatever is profiting from this, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be worth watching, if only for the shit show. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a hell of a go. But I just want to reiterate both of these men regardless if it was in competition or out, easily picked up off the ground 1,000 plus pounds. That's a lot of weight. I just, like... That's a whole lot of weight. You think about how much weight that you pick up before you start to struggle at the gym, and then 
put that into, into context of them picking up a thousand pounds and, and more. People are like, man, I just I broke my sick deadlift record. It was like 550 pounds. And Half Thor's like, bitch, please double that weight and get back to me. <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's insane. Fucking wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, next up, Sly in one of his social media little, uh, he's having like the little chats and drinks with fucking on video le- recently. I don't know what he, he's giving advice to people and shit. He's everybody's dude. Celebrities are bored going out of their mind. Yeah. They don't know what to do with themselves when they're not the center of attention all the time. Now they're just fucking sitting on social media. You seen Dwayne, the rock Johnson on there 24 seven selling his fucking goddamn tequila. Yep. That's all he does. Sell tequila. That's all he can do. Yeah. Is sell tequila. Uh, Sly announced Demolition Man 2 is happening because he's not old enough yet to stop. He's going to continue. Stop. Stop. Somebody needs to come in and tell him it's over. All right. He needs to. He needs to just take a chill out on these action films. And he's take a step back and like fucking go with Clint Eastwood and just play like the old grumpy man. You know, maybe show up in a movie and, and, and have a small fight scene. But no, when does the steroids take him out the game? At this point, Adam, he's immune. He is a steroid. <laughs> I think if he stops taking steroids, he dies. Yeah, no, he has to keep steroids like, in his system. He's like a fish. He's like a fish in a really shitty tank of water. Yeah. It's just horribly ridden with with just algae and, and, and shit. But and, they've adapted. But they've adapted. You put clear water in there, they're dead. <laughs> that is Sly's motherfucking system right now. That's true. He is permanently on a cycle. And the moment he gets off that cycle, he gets off the circle and cycle of life. <laughs> it's ogre. And he needs to just stop with these action films. The bro's literally fucking over 70 years old, still like yes. pumping iron and taking HGH to keep his size going. I, I'm pretty sure that if you wanted to, <laughs> you could map his entire fucking vasculatory system just because he's on so many steroids. He's so vascular. You see everything. Dude, I'm, I'm, I actually think he's probably had a couple of strokes and we just haven't noticed at this well, point. Well, I mean, he's already, he started with his, his mouth is already fucking all off, off canter anyway. So, <laughs> I, I don't think I actually watched the original Demolition Man. Dude, don't. Is it, is it that bad? good it's not good it's right. it's one of these it's it's an old it's old as it doesn't hold out nobody's asking dude like come up with something creative dude like his the stuff that he did with um with creed it was fine because his mm. role was like minimal it made sense it made sense yeah it was good but these like action films these old school like 80s action movies you know 90s what you know what holds up 20, because we watched him and I watched it. You know what it holds up? What? Fucking Bloodsport, bro. Oh, fuck. I don't even know Bloodsport. Bloodsport fucking holds up. Okay, USA. Oh, man. This is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So no, no, I'm I'm not I'm not feeling Demolition Man too. All right, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, well, how about uh, are you feeling Taika Waititi now because he is apparently going to be the director of every movie between now and the time that we retire? As he has now been attached to, as rumor is anyway, uh, a Star Wars film. Good. Because he makes good movies. Mm. And he's got like the right amount of humor. Mm. And he doesn't suck. So, yeah. And he's got an actual style. Yes. So give me that. Yeah. Sure. I don't I don't know what project it is. It's just it's just Star Wars Taika Waititi. It'll be it'll be a, it'll be a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It'll be a Star Wars movie. So, do you think it's mainline oh, or an offshoot? I think it'll be a it'll be a big one. Yeah. Like if yeah. they're doing another thr- another trilogy or some shit, he'll be one of them. I think he'll be, he'll probably do the first and then they'll probably go, "You know what? Can you do our trilogy?" Please. No, you, well, wait, well, well, you know, or it will be Taika Waititi and then they'll go, "You know what?" Ryan Johnson, you did such a bang-up job the last time in the second film. You want to come back for this one? And they're going to mm-hmm. find out Ryan Johnson was a bad choice. And then they're going to bring back Taika Waititi for the third, and the whole trilogy is going to suck. Please do not ever bring back Ryan Johnson for that. <laughs> just keep, you know what, just hire people like Taika Waititi, all right? Yes, stick just to that. Just do that, yeah. Last piece, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jeff. Getting rebooted. That's going ahead. And they're putting the female role in classic Hollywood style uh, to take over for, uh, for Johnny Mr. Depp. Johnny Depp. Well, and you know what? They've got Karen Gillan is the uh, the actress that they are rumored to be pegging for that. I mean, she's a great actress. She she's is. Fun. She's yep. like very Disney. Yep. You know, she for those who don't know, she plays uh, 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 Nebula, uh, Nebula or ne- Neb- Nebula. Nebula. Or Nebula. Neb- yeah, Nebula, yeah. Nebula. Right. In uh in the Avengers. Yeah. Uh and uh in the fucking uh, I mean I can't think right now. Neither can fucking, I. I'm running on a, I'm running on a bowl of cereal and I'm dying right now. She's also in um The Rock's um uh, Jungle Book stuff. Yes. So she, she's in that. She's a good actress. Yep. And you know what? I'm normally the type of person that hates on the female shit. But in this specific case, mm. I actually agree with it. And here's mm. why. Give it to me. You simply cannot replace Jack Sparrow. You cannot replace Johnny Depp. It's true. And no matter what guy you have in there playing Jack Sparrow... It's going to be a big note from everybody. It's true. It's just, it just can't work. You can't reboot the franchise and have a different Jack Sparrow. You just, you just can't. The safest way to do it is to completely change the lead. And if Jack Sparrow, it might be Jacqueline Sparrow. They might. Oh, please. It no. Be, it might be a completely different character. But either way, which I think is the route they'll go, it'll yeah. be around another pirate, you know, and uh, and they'll they'll do a thing around there, and they'll have strong supporting male actors and shit around her. But I feel like if you're gonna 
do a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. The part that I don't understand is they're calling it a reboot. And that part scares me because I feel like... I feel like they're actually going to go the route of trying to create another Jack Sparrow type character through her when ultimately they needed to make another Pirates of the Caribbean movie and have Jack Sparrow pass the torch. Could have been a daughter. It could have been a a whatever. And have him have Jack Sparrow pass the torch to this character. And then when you're three, four movies in, Jack Sparrow makes a return. And it's a big deal. But if they're just going to reboot the whole thing, the only way that this kind of works is if she's a different character and then Jack Sparrow still makes a return at some point to sell like the fourth movie because everybody's burnt out of the bullshit that they've just produced for the last four or five years. So normally I'm like, fuck this female stuff. Why are you swapping things out? I actually think it's the right play if they're going to reboot something. I don't have... For a reboot yeah nobody wants so that's sure. so that's my take is that i don't have a problem with them swapping female lead in that that's whatever to me and she is a good actress and she'd likely do a fantastic job for me it's like you just said nobody fucking asked for a reboot to the this franchise is is not even that old and we're rebooting it already? Like, if... Uh, and, uh, because my question is, if you're going to reboot this this franchise ever, it should probably just be in a long time from now. Because, for the same reasons you just mentioned, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. Full stop. Replacing Johnny Depp with anyone, especially this close to him having done the role, is fucking crazy. The only reason that those movies made it was because Johnny Depp was Jack fucking Sparrow. That was, that was it. It's probably mm-hmm. his best role he's ever done. Yep. He, he embodied that character. Um, so my response to this is just don't fucking reboot the series. Have, that's the thing. That, that's the problem. It's Pirates of the Caribbean is a huge part of the theme parks. Johnny Depp is getting older. Um, his name has been thrown around the mud, uh, even though, you know, a lot of it wasn't his fault. Um, Dude, Amber Heard's going to fucking prison. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the, the issue is, man, it, Disney's Disney, and the show must go on. And sadly, Johnny Depp is used goods at this point. Whether you whether it's uh, the right thing or or not, it just the reality is, and they're gonna want to continue their franchise. Like, what's the point of having Pirates of the Caribbean all over the world, and you can't make movies anymore? They're not gonna bring it to just a TV show. They've got Disney Plus now. They're gonna want to put content over there. Johnny Depp probably doesn't want to fucking do it anymore. Uh, and he's old. They need to. They need to figure out what they're gonna do for this franchise for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just make it makes sense. because they're doing it. Like it, it makes sense to who they're the, yeah. what they're doing in terms yeah. of putting her in there and everything. But uh, yeah. for me, I understand the business side of it. But for me, this is yeah. like this is like rebooting. I mean, uh, uh, when did the first one come out? 
2003. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been. It's been 16 in a in change, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. Since the very first film. Yeah. But it's only been what since the last one? Uh, Five? Uh, Six? Maybe four? No, nah, it hasn't been that long. It's been like f- maybe four years. So it's just it's just weird. It feels so like the re- like yeah, the first movie happened that long ago, but the the like the primacy effect or the recency effect or like or, or, like, or primacy would be first. The uh, but the like it's so recent that it just feels like it just feels awkward to say reboot. Is it, it, uh, like I'm trying to think about what the comparison point for that would be. It would be like yeah, I mean the reality is it's either they 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 work out a deal with Johnny Depp, they do another one, or they reboot, and it looks like they're just rebooting. I would have loved to have seen them do, done another one, introduce the new character, have Johnny Depp pass the torch, have something big and meaningful happen to his character. Yeah, I'd rather something like that instead of a reboot because yeah. then you don't you don't have to like axe everything that happened before. The yeah. character still exists within canon. Which is the only yeah. reason the fucking franchise means anything? Well, my my guess is is he still will exist, and you will Johnny Depp will be asked to come back at some point. And you're going to go, oh my god, it's you know it's Jack Sparrow, but it's it's the new Jack Sparrow. You know what I mean? Like it's a and and he won't it won't be it'd be like a Star Wars thing where you know Lando just appears for for a thing to sell tickets and have a. To help out the the main character, but anyway, it is what it is. Fuck parts of the Caribbean too, Mister Black. You know what time it is? Yeah. It's uh, tech support every week, ladies and gentlemen. patreoncom slash TV. If you want to be able to ask us some questions every week, we post up on Patreon before the podcast. You can answer uh, or ask your questions, and we do our best to answer as many as we can. This week is going to be a bit short because Jeff is short on time, but we will make the best of what we've got. And thank you so much for those who continue to support us on Patreon, keeping this mm-hmm. bad boy going. And uh, asking all these questions as well. Uh, Man, I'm hungry. Says, hey guys, long time no see. I just woke up from a six month long sleep. What did I miss? Not much, but probably should go back to bed. Yeah, go back to bed. Wake up in like another six months. Yeah, you got some time. Life life might be going then. Yeah. Uh, Kimmit says, aside from your family, who has had the most positive influence in your life? Uh, there were, let's say two teachers early and one, one or two profs at university. And then outside of those, I would say, uh, like in terms of like somebody older than me having a positive, like, I guess like in that, in that role, like, uh, it's probably, it's probably that. Because it's not like I've had mentors, right? Mm. Like, it's not like I've, because I've not been in a field necessarily where you have like a mentor. A mentor. So there's not like the usual role of a mentor in, in that sense. What about you? Um, mm. good question. That's not family. I don't know. Because I'm sort of the same, like, I don't, I don't know. 
Like I've listened to a lot of books and different things like that mm. that I've gotten stuff out of. Um, but I never really sat down and thought like a mentor mm. or like a, like somebody that's sort of, I've looked up to, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, you can think on that one. And while yeah, thinking about that one, I'm going to make us, uh, I mean, there's no teachers that I like that come to mind that like really had an impact. I had like a, a an impact where I'm like, man, thank God we crossed paths, you know? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Will asks, what goes on your ultimate burger? Uh, I'm just here burger? making myself hungry, but yeah. Um, so we're going with bacon, mm. uh, cheese. What kind? Uh, just orange cheddar. Okay. Just regular ass cheese. Okay. Um, grilled onions, mm. hot sauce, mm-hmm. ketchup, pickles, and jalapenos. Done. Sounds spectacular. Sounds like a, a real nice sinus opener. Yes, and I'm ready for it. Uh, for me, um, bacon, uh, bacon, lettuce, tomato, but you only put the tomato on when you close the burger up. Otherwise, the tomato gets warm and watery and fucking weird. You want the tomato to be cold because it's, it's, then it's like a contrast to your burger and you don't have the weird fucking mushy tomato. So it's got to be a, a tomato with strength, mm. not some weak-ass tomato. So uh, lettuce, tomato, pickle, bacon, cheese, mm. cheddar like you, um, mayo, ketchup, mustard, and uh and that's like my good that's just my standard burger i do like specialty burgers uh i also like i also like um um like caramelized onions on my on my burger as well Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah nothing nothing crazy fancy not american cheese no cheddar cheddar actual cheese cheddar not a petroleum byproduct but actual cheddar yeah i don't want that processed sliced garbage yeah no Give me some real shit. Uh, I don't want Velveeta cheese up in my shit either. Um, b- 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 Shady asks, what was the worst punishment your parents ever gave you and what did you do to deserve it? Uh, worst punishment? I've said this before. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you probably uh, have. Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, probably. I think probably more than once. Um, talking out in class, saw you get my report card and... My marks were never like amazing, but they weren't bad. So I was like an, an average student and uh, there was always a comment, you know, Jeff is talking out loud, trying to be the center of attention class clown. My dad used to hate that shit because he was like, you know, you're interrupting the class and people that are learning and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's just who I am. You know, look, look what I do for a living. You know what I mean? You don't, you know, it takes certain type of person to do this. Um or at least the way I do it. And uh, yeah, he punished me one day and took me took me upstairs and uh, took everything out of my room. Every fucking thing except for my, clo- my, my dresser with my clothes. And I had one of those old school desks mm. that was like a wooden desk 
that had the it was a one seater and it had that little wooden thing in the front and you just kind of like sat into it and he had that and he gave me a stack of printer paper or uh, loose leaf wasn't printer paper it was one with the lines and uh, uh, a pen and then he said write out I will not talk out in class front and back and go and I just did that page after page after page after page and he took everything out of my room we're talking the video games the tv the toys uh music my my ghetto blaster that i had um anything and everything that was not my bed my dresser and my chair and here's the kicker it's gone for a month 30 days yikes not a weekend not uh, a full week, 30 days. Not only that, he allowed me to go outside, but I had to be, I had a curfew during that 30 days. I don't remember what it was. It might've been eight, nine o'clock at night. And I could not go out until supper was eaten and my homework was done. And that was the show. 30 days. That's, that's punishment, dude. And I was like, Fuck. I don't even know what grade I was. It wasn't junior high. It might have been grade six. Might have been grade. No, it wasn't grade seven. It was probably grade six. So I was like getting ready to go into junior high. And uh, yeah. Uh, I got uh, two weeks, all games taken away, same treatment, curfew. Actually, it was longer than two weeks. It was like three weeks. All games taken, curfew and everything. Uh, and it was during the summer, which really sucked because school wasn't on. So I was mm-hmm. stuck. I was stuck in mm-hmm. inside uh, a lot and I didn't have anything that I was able to do. I could go outside for short periods of time, but my curfew was hella fucking early. I don't even remember what I did is the crazy part. I just remember the punishment. I don't even remember what I did, but it must have been something fucking fierce because mm-hmm. normally my parents... You know, they would, uh, well, it was rare for me to do anything particularly crazy anyway, but it was rare for my parents to really lock me up in the house. Like they wanted me to fuck out the house. So I don't know what it was, but it was three weeks, no games, everything was taken out, no TV, crazy early curfew, and in the summer months. So it was just like half of my summer just shredded uh, during school. That was early. That was early in life, though. That was probably like, Late elementary, early junior high, like so somewhere in there, probably in I think in elementary school sometime. Uh, but whatever I did, I fucked up. Seth asks, "Tuna fish from a can, yay or nay?" I'm gonna say nay. Oh, but yeah. I don't uh, mind it. Yeah, but I, it's not something I go and <laughs> not uh, something I go and, and, and seek. No, no. I mean, we always have it in the house. It's my, it's a go-to for me. If I can't think of anything else for lunch, it's relatively healthy. Uh, but it has to be skipjack tuna because every other can has like seven hundred fucking thousand tons of mercury in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, listening as you open the can, yeah, you open the can. It's just like, oh yeah, mercury. I could put this in a tube outside and read the temperature. Yep. So, um, yeah, limited amounts, but. Uh, but you know, I'll 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 eat I'll crush an entire can of tuna. If I'm working out a lot and I'm trying to like fill gaps in the day, it that's an, an not an uncommon thing for me to do is just eat a can of tuna. Um 
Oh, it's for me specifically. I can answer this really quickly. Uh, Black Jimmy says, which panel would you rather hang out with? A panel from Terrasos or from the Love Wagon? Ah, Iori. Uh, Terrasos every time. Two comedians on that panel. They're fucking hilarious. Everyone on that panel is is a, a god. Did you watch the the show? The fucking the love show? No, no. M M doesn't even want to. Does, M doesn't even want to look in the general direction right. of that show. Uh, otherwise, I I mean I'd still have to consider it because that shit's a dumpster fire. But Bro, it's it took a dumpster me, fire. It's a dumpster fire. It, it took it, me a lot to convince her to watch the Tiger King. I don't know if I can follow that up with that show. That's it's a bit challenging. Mm. Um, here's the last question that we can do. Um, Prime asks, because we've got what four minutes. Prime asks, when uh, which when cheese fail series was the most fun to create, and and which one was the most stressful to create? Hmm. Uh, like stressful. I don't really recall one being more stressful than the other the only time it ever really got annoying was when we just didn't have enough replays to put out a quality episode yeah so like we would look and and skim through like hundreds hundreds of these things like it got to the point where adam would come over my house and we would just sit there for two three hours just like loading up replays and then just clicking the fast forward eight times speed just to see how it opens. And it's the same. It's like the same shit. But not only that, a lot of times they're not even when cheese fails. Like people are just sending in like just Everything. random. Replays. Uh, they weren't properly labeling shit. So like that was frustrating. Um, The most fun I've had doing a doing a series. Um. Honestly, probably, man, I don't know. Uh, For me, it was the first season of it because it was new and and we were really, it was new, but it was everything at once. So the channel was just taking off because of it. Mm. Everything was a new idea. We Mm. didn't have to hunt for replays very hard because everything was new. And, and coincidentally, the first season was the season that we got the most varied replays. Um, Whereas, and we tried to do things too, like we were create, we were trying to be creative with like, yeah, like how we were going to shoot things and, yeah, and music and, and exactly, yeah, like we were trying to do, trying to do a few things. But that, yeah, was, that was also, but that was also mainly because the games were so unique, we could do those things. After a while, yeah. I get to the point where you know, not every game that or not every Wenchy Sales we did could have like a fucking queen migrating across the map meme or like a, a the fucking. Uh, you know, fail sign showing up or like us dying watching Niskel cannon rush the wrong base uh, yeah. and, and other like various things that we did. Um, that, you know, that it was it was a perfect storm at the time. The channel was just taken off. So we were having fun with that. You know, the only stress that came with it was whenever we rendered, we never knew if a black screen was randomly going to insert itself. We'd have to re-render it and it took forever because our hardware was just ass. And we yeah. were, it took so long to fucking put videos out. And, but otherwise, yeah, that was it. The first one, because it was where all the creativity was. It's where all the, not just from us, but from the fans sending them in where all the creativity was. And, um, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to switch it up. Okay. Because you already picked one. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the, the when cheese fails first ever cold cast marathon. That was my other one I had in mind because because that was, that was fun 
because we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. It was like the it was like that time because everything else before that, we pretty much knew what the games were doing to a degree. Like it, what we would do, and even in the later years, I would watch like the first two three minutes when that when I knew what type of cheese it was. And then I knew it was unique enough that I would I would never watch it through because I want to be able to cast it in a way that I don't know how it's going to end or what's going to happen. I just want to make sure that there's a cheese and that it's unique enough that it it warrants being an episode for a for a ten episode series. But with the cold cast marathon, I didn't have to do any of that, and I was really the one that did the vast majority of the technical stuff. Uh, when it comes to almost all of the stuff that we've done on light TV. So I was the guy that did all the camera stuff for the most part, unless it was very specific. And I previewed now Adam was sat there a lot with me, especially in the early, early times kind of going over the stuff, but it got to the point where I was just fucking going through it. And then at least Adam didn't really know what was going on. Right. So at least one of us, had because nope. we had people asking a lot like or or claiming that we were scripting everything ahead of time which was true which was true to a degree for like one or two season in the first season episodes for specific moments but nothing we never the only times we ever we ever said like oh we're going to talk about this was when adam would be over my house and we're going through replays or we're just talking for an hour and just shooting the shit and then i go okay just shut up and save this for the you know, for, for the cast, yeah. because we would start talking and it would be like being on a leg TV cast where we're laughing with each other, telling jokes. We're like, whoa, whoa, hold up the fun bus. Don't waste this magic right now. We'll talk, bring up the subject and we'll continue this conversation when we get on the episode. But that was as far as it ever went. Uh, leg TV was never scripted ever. Um, never. And we've never in the history of ever had anybody we told anybody because I've had this too, where people where people have not much, but I've had a couple people message me and say, "Hey, did you ever get people to play a certain way to create an episode? Oh, so right. where you have like you know Joe Blow versus Joe Blowy, and one guy's Zerg and one guy's Protoss, and have this guy do a specific build so that it's unique and entertaining, and then kind of go. Never ever have we ever." message somebody or had something set up in a way um it I mean, was just to give you guys an idea of how far we went to try and make this work to the best of our ability we literally had community members on when we still ran the website build from scratch an entire database mm-hmm. that sorted replays had a rating system where we had where we had editors show up to rate replays ahead of time because we were getting thousands of replays a week we had a repository yeah of replays and an entire system put in place to sort and download in batch in bulk in single in whatever we needed at any point in time because the community we had community members that thankfully had to be we were able to program and that was how we got replays for like three years was all mm-hmm. through that system and mm-hmm. so yeah no that was we always went out of our way to try and be completely off the cuff whenever yeah. we possibly could because it's tough enough it was tough enough for us. It wasn't really that tough, but it was it was getting to the point where we started questioning ourselves, like, how much bullshitting can we do? Like yeah. I, I I actually don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. Like, oh we gotta cast like six games today. I literally don't know what the fuck. 
And if we knew what was going to happen or had some kind of uh, previous knowledge, it it took away what little bit of um, uh, off the cuff shit that we could discuss in game at the very least. So when we when we casted StarCraft, we only ever really casted. There were times where we, we had little periods where I started getting better at the game and then I kind of wanted to take a little bit more of an analytical role and kind of you know kind of sound smart so I kind of picked that up as I got better at the game but for the most part it was just two dudes talking shit and then we were like oh starcraft's happening and then we would just talk about the random shit that was happening in the game and then right back to whatever story or topic we were talking about that's what it was it, as starcraft uh, for us has always been so we tried our hardest to go in there with the shaders on and then just let the magic ensue. Yeah. And we managed to make it work for for a long time. So you guys are crazy enough to watch him. So the 10th anniversary of Lag TV is October the 28th of 2020. It is. You know? It is indeed. In the midst wow. of this bullshit, 10 years still, still, still going. going. Squeezing that stone for the blood. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, and as for what happened to the website to cap that off, um I had direct contact with Andy, who was the web uh, the webmaster for for us with that site for years, and I kept in contact with him. And um, I never had the capacity to take the website off of his hands and host it somewhere else to do any of that. And eventually, he just stopped responding to my emails, and I haven't talked to him in what has to be four four years now, minimum, maybe five. Mm. Uh, and so that just disappeared and, and now we have no I have no idea I don't know where that it's sitting on a, a fucking hard drive somewhere the website with the database and everything but all that stuff is gone and unfortunately why we, we're why didn't we start the podcast five years ago Adam four years ago well we talked about fuck. it I know fuck me we fucked up we fucked up bad fucked up real fucking this bad this show would have been literally ten oh, times bigger God. than it is now oh god yeah because it would, it, we just would have been able to do the exact same shit, and we would have. But we sold this at the end, you know. We did. Yeah. Well, you live and you learn, right? Anyway, missed opportunities, ladies and gentlemen. Before Jeff has a missed opportunity here, because we're six minutes past. Yeah, they haven't called yet, so you know we're good. We're, we're good. good. But yeah. uh, that's going to be it for this week's Technical Alpha Podcast. Thank you guys so much for stopping by, catching the show live, uh, listening to us on iTunes and anywhere else where you can find podcasts. You can grab the RSS feeds off the Patreon page, patreon.com slash like TV. I've got them all listed there so you can grab them if you want. Also technicalalpha.audio. That website does actually exist and we'll have the stuff there as well for you, I believe, unless something has magically happened uh, to that website. We will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe out there from all the Space Godzilla nonsense. And until we see you then, peace!